0: You're listening to the one of podcast network. Hey, Chris, what are you drinking there? Oh, you never seen one of these before? No, what is that? Oh man, this is a brewery in Austin, Circle uh, Brewing. They're uh, right near my house, right up on uh, Breaker Road. They got their own brewery with a bunch of stuff. This is actually, you're going to, you're going to think I'm lying. This is, I think, the best American Hefeweizen I've ever had. Circle Brewer. It's made in America. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. high praise coming from you. We'll take a sip of this thing. Try that. All right, let me see. No, no, no. That wasn't the Hefeweizen. That was the IPA. Yeah, no, I, the ladybird, yeah, that that's good too, man. They make a lot of good beers, and like I said, you can come visit them at their tap room right down the street here from me uh, on on Breaker Lane. It's um, it's delicious stuff, and they actually became the sponsor for the the website One of us.net. Wow, good guys, and they live right down the street from here. They certainly do, and you can even get their beer in convenience stores now. Ah, convenience store. I'm gonna just walk over to Circle.
1: So that's oh. awesome, and uh, we'll continue on from this. And uh, now we can have a party with Davy God. Ah, time to get <laughs> the, the out, cruise <laughs> <laughs> out for the boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, kid-
2: I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
3: But uh, <laughs> see, that's what it means <laughs> to be LDS. Sometimes, yeah.
1: Well, now London, finally, to you. Okay.
4: Let's name your what is one of your favorite things of 2018. All right, last but certainly uh, maybe least, I don't know. But, no. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but um. Okay, one that I, uh, you know, it's just, it's interesting because it, it took me a while to think about it. But it, it's odd because it, it's such an impact on my life that I'm surprised I didn't think of it earlier. This is America by, by uh, Childish Gambino. Ah, oh. This one song took over my life for like a good four weeks. I watched it, the video, every day. And every day I would see a new piece of symbolism. And it was just so brilliant. I love the beat and I love how it just rams into your head and I love all the just ideas. And I love the social impact it took. I love seeing the news on everyone's trying to talk about, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And hearing hearing people criticize and talk about and not understanding anything about it. It was just a lot of fun. So yeah. Oh yeah. And it just it, it kinda and also it brought me into like I didn't know how talented Donald Glover was. And I really just kinda like looked into it. I'm like, oh my God, all his music is great. And like you know, I, I kind of like fell out of liking rap for a while, but this one brought me back into it. And I was just like, "Wow, it, he's so... Oh, I it just it, it's such a it's such a great song, and um, and it's so powerful. Like the beginning of it, it's just the um, just and it, it, it just the 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 bang, and then the you know the, the whole dragging the body away, and then the dance itself is actually kind of like you could, could dance pretty well too. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's supposed to be symbolic of you know. Of like the struggle, but it's like it's a good dance. <laughs> 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 so I would think about it and I just <laughs> and oh god, I could like I mean I could do a, I could do a pretty I could probably go like ten minutes just dissecting it, but I'm not going to. So as the, oh, number, no, as the number one yeah. Donald
2: Glover stand
1: since like 2009, welcome.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I. I'm kind of in a weird place with that that thing where I'm like, I don't think the song is as good, but I think the video is amazing. Like the one that Hiro Mariah directed for it. It's like, cause I feel like, I don't know why, like for some reason I feel like the song doesn't work as well without the visual context, but with the visual context, it's all great altogether. Kind of you thing, know
2: what? Personally. You're actually right about that because the thing is, is I tried to listen to it on Spotify like a while after the video, like died down on the buzz or whatever. And honestly, just little things like the gunshots between each beat switch make that song so much more because it feels as drastic as the song is. And so when you hear that in the regular song, it doesn't have it. So it feels like something's missing.
5: Yeah. It really. also helps
2: that, we, yeah, because we've watched that video like 50 fucking thousand times. then like, you just <laughs> associate it with that. And just, yeah, just the vision. Yeah, like you mentioned, there's so much visual shit, like little things, whether it's like horses dragging a body in the background. Or just like people watching the chaos with camera phones and shit. It's like there's, it's, it throws a lot at you that Donald Glover's done a good job of not explaining a single bit of it. He's like, listen,
4: you could have your own interpretation of it. I just put it out there. You know, it's so funny how people keep asking him. It's like, it's kind of very obvious i mean it's not like <laughs> it's not like a david lynch film it's like we right, get it I mean, it's very, it's it's very straightforward. it's in the lyric there's, right there's no
1: dancing little people in this uh, in that video <laughs> the- but it's not
2: even like the us trailer because people people have gone crazy analyzing shit They're like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. this is symbolism for the black struggle this and jordan peele's like that's not what the fuck that means I mean, it's just, <laughs> This movie's I'm not, not, not about making race. a race movie this time <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs> Also, we got treated to a bunch of the parodies of everyone parroting that song all over the place, God. including the uh, How It Should Have Ended, guys, with the Millennium M- 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 Falcon version. Oh, my I was God. Like, oh, I have like seen that. This is the Falcon. <laughs>
3: Hal- Lando <laughs> Calrissian. <laughs> also, uh, Glover. Lando, right? So yes, Anyways. Yeah, This Is America. Don't Let Them Catch You Slipping Up. Well, to be fair, you guys, <laughs> to be fair... I, I grew up myself incredibly well off. Uh, thank you, Father. Uh, love you, Mom. Like, incredibly well off, crazy rich. So, when something bad happened to somebody and someone implied it was um, a race thing, my brain would be like, er? you know, and couldn't connect it at all. You know, now that I've been on my own for 15 years, uh, started off working two jobs uh, at the bottom. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to understand that type of art that it would suggest that there's marginalized groups that are uh, targeted and attacked by a, a closed fist and impending force and have been so for centuries. Anyways, it's yeah, a good video yeah. in short.
2: Oh, that's sad.
4: Yeah, and I love the... Um, like like I said, you know, you talked about like the, the video. It does have a big impact on the song, but I mean, like I guess I still love the song by itself because I I listen to it quite often. I just I love even the lyrics themselves. Like because I think it's I don't know if it's I, I'm not sure. It's like maybe mumble rap or something or whatever they call it. Like that that new type of thing. That, no, the
2: first time I'll say mumble rap. This is a side note, but mumble rap's not a thing. It's some derogatory <laughs> shit. Uh, but what you're talking about is uh it's basically yeah like sort of like a mimicry of like trap music oh to the point where they have like other trap artists ad-lib in the song like you hear a bit of young thug in the background and like young thug and like gucci made like like popular trap artists
4: okay it's i I wasn't sure i know it wasn't like just straightforward you know like yeah it's just because he's mostly just like saying you know phrases and whatnot like uh what was it this is it's not a um this is a phone no it's a tool you know, saying yeah. that you know, because when, when someone got killed, they said I, he like I had a phone in my hand. No, it was a t- we thought it was a tool. That's why we shot him. And I was like, God, yeah. like stuff like that. I thought I was like, oh, this is so powerful. And I just I, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I love the song like 'cause I still like the beat and I like the um even the guitar playing. The ding 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 ding. Oh, the guitar is great. yeah. It's just like it's. Like, and it just, in the, like, I mean, you, you're right. You, you have to think, like, the video is a big part of it, just the imagery of it. And, you know, the fact that they got, um, the man who was shot in the beginning was Trayvon Martin's father. Oh,
5: wow. What?
4: Yeah, they actually got Trayvon oh. Martin's far, father to, um, yeah, he was the one who, uh,. Shit holy cow. Well, that got
1: dark. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Are we sure this <laughs> That's isn't deeper? As fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. This isn't <laughs> That's deeper the, than the lyrics would imply. Yeah. It's, there's so much going on in it invokes emotion from even the most, um, I don't want to say out of touch people, but yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, great choice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, no, great choice. All right, then, uh, back, and then I will go, uh, so this one's going to be, you know, I'm I'm curious, I don't think I know everyone's opinions here in this group about this thing I'm about to talk about. Uh, this isn't even, I would say, the absolute very best thing that I played all year in terms of video games, but screw it, I enjoyed the experience of actually playing it myself, I freaking love Detroit Become Human. I thought that game was great. Uh, no. I will stay silent for all this. I bet I you will. <laughs> you better. You know what? Look, I, I will get. I, I will say this. I concede full front. That it's like yes, this game is not subtle in the least bit over what it's about. You know, it's it's glaringly overtly takes stuff that's like very like oh yeah, this is what this is very similar to this thing in the civil rights movement. Or hey, we took this um, spiritual, you know, uh, you know, the go- old gospel spiritual song and used it as a rallying cry for the revolution and that kind of such. But when I think about the intricacies of the way this is designed as a choose-your-own-adventure game, like, I'm just impressed at the scale and scope of this game. Just like the, the fact that it's like, you know, a good, like, 10, 12, 15 different endings you can get from this game, uh, all the different paths, and e- even that flowchart they create, where it's like, yeah, they give you an incentive to actually replay the game to see the various outcomes at each level. Uh, I just thought that was super, super cool as a guy who loves playing choose-your-own-adventure games. But also, I just felt like I, I really love the design of the game. I think the graphics are beautiful. I think the character models are well animated. I think uh, just the way they're able to get the actors to look just like themselves. Even uh, freaking Clancy Brown and that horrible wig they put on his head. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> 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 I'm just like, at least he's still doing a good performance. And honestly, you know, I, I liked a lot of the stories overall. And yes, even... um, oh, What's the guy's name? Jesse Williams? Or Jesse... Uh, what? what which, which is the guy, um, the revolutionary character, the actor's name? I don't know. Okay. Well, I. Oh, uh, Jesse Williams? Yeah, okay, it is Jesse
2: Williams. Okay. Oh, yeah, Jesse Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're talking about. That.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this story enough. I think he was probably the weakest link just because how overt his story is with all those racial racial elements. But actually, I would play a whole game that was just Connor and Hank the entire time. Like, just those two guys themselves with Clancy Brown and um, Brian Deckard as Connor. Those two guys, I would just watch a whole game with them and their crazy gonzo misadventures. (laughs) It's just like, yes, please, more of that. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that dude is one of my favorite breakout actors from this year, because I'm just like, I didn't know who this dude was before this game. And he's just got such a distinct look and voice and sound. And also, I've been following his Twitch stream, and he's just like the nicest dude, him and his wife. They're like the coolest people. So... Yeah, but I, you know, again, I will not begrudge anybody if they didn't like this game. And Shaq, I can hear you like chomping at the bit to not say anything. But yeah, because the thing is, is uh, like David Cage
2: does this a lot, where he has movie like games that are essentially yeah choose your own adventure stories, and the visuals are usually pretty good. Um, like Heavy Rain was pretty advanced for its time, but now it looks like shit. But that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. but my whole thing is yeah his his. Use of themes is so clunky and not good that it bothers the fuck out of me. And this, especially because it's what if race, what if racism, but with robots instead? I'm like,
1: uh, no.
2: Well, I mean, I'm you have Nazi. to consider
1: that race isn't a factor with robots because they're not human, technically. No, no,
2: but it's just like it's such an obvious
1: allegory that,
2: like, like, like you, you even admit it. It's not subtle at all. Sure, and but there's, there's a, a way lot of... to do it well. There's the thing is there's a way to do it well and not subtle, but this to me was
1: not it. Yeah, but I mean, I would argue even some other great movies people praised have not been subtle at all. Like you know, honestly, I think Get Out is a really good film. Yeah, that Green movie's Book. not very subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, not even it's the least. That,
2: exactly, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like you can you can still be not subtle and good, but the thing is is that, for me, David Cage is an incredibly shitty writer. See, because I actually think this is the best (laughs) writing he's ever done,
1: personally, so... Which is not saying much, considering Uh, everything else is dog shit. See, because I've actually complained a lot about his writing in the past, where I'm like, I think he has some really great story ideas, I think he has some good character stuff. He just... It's very clearly a French man trying to write English dialogue, and it feels like this movie, at least, he got someone to go... Maybe we should cut down some of these words and fix the grammar a little bit. Because, <laughs> man, I remember heavy rain. There were just these like long compound sentences he would write. Where I'm just like, dude, like pick one sentence instead of four to explain that same emotion. You know,
2: heavy rain, fucking <laughs> dude, heavy rain. People still try to defend to me. Heavy rain, heavy rain's fucking atrocious. Okay, I now, to
4: now I gotta <laughs> step in here because actually, like heavy, I own heavy rain. So
5: <laughs> 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 dude, I own <laughs> it I too. Have, like, it sucks. It sucks.
6: <laughs> I have to step in here with a completely unrelated thing because I just looked up Clancy Brown image search from this game, and it is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know like why the they gave joined up a wing. Japanese boy band. I don't know why they it's gave that It's so <laughs>
4: off-putting the entire time. Yeah, but if uh, j- j- <laughs> <laughs> sorry that um, now
6: nah, threw me off. <laughs> It looks so bad. <laughs> oh, remove his head. Why? Because he's a highlighter? No, to get rid of his fucking hairdo. <laughs> I don't have to see that shit.
4: Okay, this is just a personal request, but I just want to know. All right, because I've played Heavy Rain despite its flaws. I still like it, and I, I really did. I, you know, I, I connected with it. But with this new game, the, the thing that's selling point for me is, is, are the themes, are they as blunt or as bad as bright?
3: Uh, I don't think no. so personally. No, Bright
2: right was much worse.
3: Okay, is that the uh, Orc Cop show? Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, the movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't finish it. I don't know. Yeah, no. I yeah.
6: well, then you're just saying that they didn't have Orc Cholos in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe it needed that
5: <laughs> Orc Cholos.
1: <laughs> I don't know what uh, Android Cholos would be like, but that'd be interesting. <laughs> no, so I know I, I knew that was going to be kind of a you know iffy pick with people. I just I personally enjoyed it, and I just remember because I played it with my friends the first day we got it, and it was a great experience. Like, it's like watching a movie with your friends and playing it at the same time. And I know that's not everyone's cup of, cup of tea or their jam or whatever, but I we just couldn't stop watching it. Like, we literally played like seven hours straight or like six hours straight no, with that game. No, so. no,
4: seriously, the reason why I defend Heavy Rain is because there are moments in Heavy Rain because you know that there's parts that you can't like redo where I lost my shit. Like I was on my edge and like, there, there's a car, the car chasing or the car scene. I was, I got a high from it. <laughs> I was, oh, like, the part so for me is, is the part when I'm he cuts high. off his finger where I'm just like, Ooh. yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like those, there were some great intense moments in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh wow. Like it, it's just, the, you know, the, like David Cage, you're right. He, he has, I will not say he's a bad rider. He just, he's extremely uneven. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, He's just like, oh, this is great. Oh, but you they're talking too much. <laughs> just like, just have the scene. I agree. I agree. And at least he also
1: only casts English actors now for the English dub cuz oh, man, I can't get over the French dude's trying to do with Boston accents and heavy rain. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: that, that was pretty. <laughs> hey, he's used guys. <laughs> Jason. Oh, <geez>. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That so that's all nightmares. Th- that's all I got to say about that, but uh Shaq, what about you? What's another thing you liked in
2: 2018? Um I didn't. Okay, I'll say I didn't watch a lot of TV, but it also kind of mirrors London's pick earlier. Atlanta season two Ooh. was
1: some shit. <laughs> My good, God. the good stuff, not but, the bad stuff.
2: <laughs> no, that's me. Really that that good shit. But the thing is, it, it it's another thing where Donald Glover has decided to be the weirdest human being, where, <laughs> he's trying to be the Black David Lynch, where he's just like, I'm just gonna have super bizarre things happen and not explain it. And especially with season two, Robin season, where Season one was very much like it it had a very straightforward thing. It was like, hey, they're trying to navigate their way through the rap, like the the music industry. And it's still mostly comedic here. He's like, I'm just going to go for darkness because some of these things here are like, for example, Teddy Perkins. The the main episode that everyone's talked about this season is horrific. Like it is nightmarish and bizarre and creepy. It's. I, like there's no real words I can talk to say about it without you needing to see it, because it's fucking bizarre. And then there's other scenes with other characters like Brian Tyree Henry, where he gets assaulted by people claiming to be his fans and gets chased into a forest, and a lot of weird shit happens in that forest. And you're just, again, terrified for him because at the same time it's one of those things where they use it at the same time as an allegory of him not wanting to be like that friendly rapper like who like poses for pictures on Instagram and shit, he's like, I don't want to do that. But then by the end of it, he just kind of resigns himself because they take a really scary way to go, hey, listen, you're going to have to do this type of shit. And also, I got so uncomfortably relatable during one of the episodes. Actually, not even one of the episodes. At least good two of them. One of them was a flashback to... Don Glover and Brian Tyree Henry's characters as children Oh yeah, in high
1: I heard about that one.
2: That one was like the most, like, up until eighth grade came out, was like the most uncomfortably realistic version of high school I've ever seen in my life. Um, wow. And the other episode was the episode essentially where him and his girlfriend <coughs> break up. Because their arguments are so scarily similar to ones I've had with ex-girlfriends and I'm like, "Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I really don't like that. I see too much of myself in urn right now and I don't like that I do." Yikes. The, hmm. There is so much to the show that like it it unfolded so much more depth into it than I ever thought it could. Even though I shouldn't be surprised cuz Donald Glover does that, but still it, it takes it takes a weird it takes a lot of guts to say, "Hey, Hey, this comedy—we're not going to be a comedy this season. We're saying fuck that.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it—it it definitely did because I mean I only saw that one episode, of Teddy Perkins, of this season at least, but that was definitely the one where I was just like, wow, I—I <laughs> I could not stop uh, watching it when I started it. So
4: that—that that really like, it, it kind of skewed my thoughts of Winnie the Pooh's voice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, James, James Cummings
3: or Jim Cummings. Yeah, yeah, I was just like.
5: Because the whole time he has this type of tone. No, you don't! <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I will say oh, that, no. that there's
2: one episode that, like, they don't completely drop comedy because there are a lot of really, really funny moments, especially the one episode when uh, Alfred or Brian Terry Henry goes to get a haircut, which is, like, an extreme version of just, like, hey, we love basically a lot of black people we associate hair like haircuts we need those like we look good as fuck and but sometimes the barber be acting a fucking fool and this is like if you take that to it's absolute extreme where the barber is literally just dragging him to like a bunch of errands all at once he's like listen I need this right now right now but because you're loyal to your barber it's like I kind of have to deal with this because I know he comes correct every single time And this is, like, if you made it the worst possible version, like, listen, I'm going to drag you to my fucking ex-wife's house. I'm going to drag you to this fucking car accident and shit. I'm going to do this in this really shitty house. Like, it's hilarious. So, like, they do a lot of good comedy. It's still not completely dropping it, but it goes a lot of different directions that I did not expect, but I kind of loved.
1: Awesome. I... I can't wait to catch up with it. I wish I could find it on Blu-ray, but apparently they don't do Blu-rays for Atlanta anymore, so... They
2: don't. It's only on, like... I think it's only on, like, FX Streaming.
1: A- and DVD. Maybe on
2: Amazon. I- I- maybe Amazon. They don't have DVD. No,
1: they do. I-, I saw them on Amazon. So they have it on DVD, but oh. they don't have them on Blu-ray for release, so... Why
2: the fuck would they not have it on Blu-ray if it's an HD show? I-
1: a lot of TV shows are doing that now. Like, The Gift it's not on Blu-ray, uh, and certain seasons of other shows are not on Blu-ray. I guess they, they just think that people won't buy them, so... Yeah,
3: I, honestly, I think you should just go full digital when you're getting TV series. Probably. It's the only way to guarantee the best quality. But I'm physical media for life, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come, come on, guys. Guys, I'm, I'm the old man here. It's, <laughs> it's, time, to, it's time to go digital. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> but
1: anyway. All right, back to Nick. You've been quiet lately. What's a good one that you like from 2018?
6: No, oh, I'm sorry. I was just busy feeling old and burning all my VHSs <laughs> over <again>. here. <laughs> I'm young. I'm hip. I'm with the millennials. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to mention one, but I'm, I actually don't think it's uh, – I thought it was available for streaming on Amazon, but I heard that was actually a bootleg copy. So I'm not oh, sure if I should yeah, mention yeah. it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, – I did see one uh, movie that I, I even liked more than the night comes for us at fantastic Fe- fantastic fest called one cut of the dead, but currently there is no legal way to actually watch it. So, uh, and plus I can't really talk to talk about it without spoiling the, the, the shit out of it. So, uh, I'll just leave it off of like, if you get the chance to see one cut of the dead, if it comes to a theater near you, definitely go out and, and check it out. Um, other than that, I'll, i can do another zombie thing uh santa clarita clarita diet season two dropped this year oh uh, yes. and it was awesome uh for those who don't know the netflix show with uh, timothy oliphant and drew barrymore as a couple where drew barrymore ends up be, becoming a zombie uh timothy oliphant has a lot of comedy chops that i did not know he had uh he's very funny in this uh they meet their nemesis like their evil doppelgangers played by uh uh, what's this? Joe McHale from Community is uh, kind of like the evil Joel, and then what's her name from Psych? The chick from Psych. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. I'll look it up a sec. <laughs> yeah, Maggie something. I think. <laughs> I think it's like Maggie Sawyer and, uh, or something like that, or... Yeah, 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 and it's it's so great. Like the back and forth, uh, like it's so funny. Like they, the best insult I've heard ever has come from this show, which was I believe Drew Barrymore is talking to Maggie Sawyer and is uh, saying, "Maggie Lawson, like, sorry, you better." Maggie Lawson maggie lawson and she's and she's uh, i forget what she says she says uh you know you better uh watch out or i will fucking end you and then maggie lawson comes back to her and says try it bitch and i'll kick your cunt so far up your ne- your neck you'll be get pregnant from uh giving blow jobs Ooh, which i was like dang. god damn <laughs> <them. Ooh, laughs> taking it to 11. <laughs> that's some ratchet stuff there but this show is really really funny um a lot of cool upcoming actors, too, that play the, the kids in it. Uh, the, the the neighbor kid from next door and the daughter uh, are also, like, the the ones that actually have their shit together that are actually, like, competent. Ooh, also, for those of you who start watching it and are like, oh, Nathan is only in the first episode and then he gets killed. Uh, don't worry about it. He comes back as a reanimated head in season two. Oh, I heard about <laughs> that. That's great.
5: <laughs> mm, that's cool.
6: And it's awesome. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because yeah, you waste anything. It uh, it's a fun dark comedy. Yeah, that d- deals a lot with a um, uh, nice skewed, silly way of dealing with addiction. Really, if you've ever yeah. lived next to an addict, uh, anybody knows that. The spot on, spot on. Oh yeah. No, I
1: actually, uh, my grandma started watching this show, believe it or not. She's, like, really – she got really into zombie stuff lately, and I watched a lot of it with her, and it's really, really funny. It's a really good show. Like, I, <laughs> I still remember the bit from season one where they're trying to get uh, – find a way to get her food that may not be human flesh, and then they have to, like, <laughs> buy a foot from a morgue just so they can be able to get something. <laughs> just,
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
3: so gross. The show is so oh, gross. Really is. <laughs>
6: well, most people who buy stuff here want to have sex with a dead body. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, a foot. Oh, you like it weird, huh? Get in here, you <laughs> fucking freak.
1: <laughs> that sold me on the show, so I need to catch up with these two, definitely, but that's awesome. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, all right then. Uh Bradley, what do you got?
3: Oh, I'm gonna go super niche for uh one of my favorite video games. That's actually been it's an ongoing series. Um first I do wanna say I also very much loved Red Dead Redemption 3. Two. Um <laughs> Oh, sorry. Red no, Dead Redemption Two. Oh, you two. know you got that
2: advanced
6: shit. Yeah, yeah. He you came know, back from I, twenty twenty nine or something right like that. He got the new copy.
3: Only released He was decade. just counting you Red play, Dead
6: Revolver. Give him a, give him a break.
3: Yeah, he's, see that—that's exactly why I messed that up. In Part Three, you actually play a young Dutch.
2: Where you find out what his plan is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <constantly>. <laughs> yeah, eight-year-old Dutch is all like, "Man, it sure is boring here." And the priest is all like, "Have a little faith, Dutch." Um, you are the
1: master of accents, Bradley
3: <laughs> that, That's the origin of that um, No, I, I grew up uh, playing pinball my whole life And uh, very much enjoyed it I'm a bit of a wizard myself And uh, on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, the Switch now And even on your Apple phone I don't think Android, sorry uh, Correct me on that comment section Uh, Pinball FX3 offers tables all throughout the year, and usually about three tables every three or four months. Um, To make this one of my favorite things a bit relevant, they just offered up some solo tables. I haven't seen the solo movie. That's Han Solo, I suppose. But the tables are incredibly fun, so I'm sorry or sad to hear that the movie sucks. You know, they got a Lando table, a uh, train robbery table. I don't think so. Um, the bad. third one, ha- I think the third one might be just a random Star Wars assortment, but I don't know. I haven't seen the movies. And also, they just required the license for Williams tables, which were actually pinball tables <laughs> when I was yeah. young. So it's been an incredibly exciting time for me and my little pinball FX3 game. So if if you ever want to download that or spend a ton of money like I have on all those tables, um, you can see me in the the top scores there as Pants three <laughs> one six, and <laughs> and oddly enough, I've been going as Pants as a pseudonym for gaming since I was like eleven, you know, and enjoyed that a lot. So yeah, check it out, everybody. Okay, Pants.
2: Uh, I, I used to play. I used to play. Uh... Pitball FX 2, a bunch, actually. Surprisingly, on my Xbox.
3: Oh, At least i cool. 360,
2: but yeah, no, it's, it's good shit. Yeah. yeah.
6: Not- if I was going to get the high score on a Lando table, i definitely put Colt 45, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting the high score is so hard. There's always somebody that, you, you know, it's one of those ridiculous uh, challenges where the top 10 is like, I don't know, 600 million, 650 million, 700 million, and number one will be like, billion, just give up. (laughs) It's very sad for me, because I'll I'll never achieve those heights. But I'll still claim the status of wizard. (laughs) I think the guy's initial spell out God is like, give up now, mortal, pretty much. (laughs) You cannot beat this. (laughs) What's funny is when you see the high scores of uh, advertisements. Like the number one pinball score is www dot yada yada yada, and it's like, oh, come on, man, don't don't monetize my hobby. Nah, everything will
1: be monetized in the future, but anyway, anyway. Yeah. no, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I've only tried a few like free pinball things on like old Xbox three hundred and sixty, but that's cool. So, um, London.
4: What about you? All right, let's go on a little list here. Let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. You know what? Yeah, I'm go with this one. So. Crazy rich Asians. I, yeah, interesting. Okay, when I still had movie pass, <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad I never bought that. <laughs> yeah, you 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 lucked out there. They, they they really make it hard for you. To, well, they don't make it that hard for you to quit, but they kind of do try to trick you a couple times. When you oh yeah, quit. no. even anyway, if you, even if you quit, the they'll they'll just keep making you charge uh, for it. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like they're like saying, "Are you sure you want to quit?" Yes I do Or no I don't (laughs) What if we say Pretty please We do not quit (laughs) (laughs) Or they're saying Do you accept these new Do you accept these new um, Regulations Like yeah whatever Oh that means you're still in That got got me a couple times But anyway So (laughs) Crazy Rich A's One thing I will give him that Is um, Whenever doing a whole thing Where you can only watch Well there's They are You can only watch like the movie that they give you. This was one of them. So I was like, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't care. I'm like, whatever. I got it. I'm going to get rid of it soon. So I might as well just use it while I can. And boy, was I surprised. (laughs) It was (laughs) was really good. I was like, wow. And, you know, and uh, just a personal thing. um, I'm Asian and black. So seeing a movie that depicts Asian men as attractive, just makes me feel so much pride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because no, in all honesty, in this is—I mean—Harold Kumar made this joke, but in Hollywood, what when they have Asian people, it's like you're either Bruce Lee or you're a joke.
1: <laughs> you're Bruce and Lee or like, you're yeah, Kenji on That's brutal. Yeah, basically. No, seriously.
4: Yeah, yeah or, or Bobby Lee. You know, like ah, okay, you have that. No, think, no, think about it. Like what? Only Harold was the only one who was like, "Hey, I'm different," and he's in what? Three movies every decade. So hey, searching was really good. So,
3: <laughs> like I said, three movies yes. every decade.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so well, that show we had with Karen Gilliam got canceled, and no one really knows why.
4: Yeah, it doesn't know because you know no one cares about us. But anyway, Aww. and so, the, <laughs> so damn. Anyways, and. And this movie, that that's what I really liked was just it kind of. The only thing I didn't like was I wasn't a fan of like the lavish, rich lifestyle. I don't care. I just, but I just liked the fact that. So you mean the
1: entire movie?
5: Showed,
4: <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's only like, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Literally but, the name <laughs> of the film. I, I told my parents this, which is like this is called I mean, this movie may have been called Lifestyle of the Rich of, Rich and Asian. That's pretty much the name of the movie because <laughs> it's like it's literally just look at this lavish set. Look at all these great costumes. Look at all this food. Don't you want some? Too
4: bad. <laughs> okay, that's true. Asian food.
3: is really Well, good. Michelle Yeoh's character in the film, um, and uh, as you said, you, you related to this movie from personal experience. Now, is she like a matriarch that is kind of like, no, this person you've chosen to love, not Asian enough, so pass. Like, is that a common theme? Th- that's in, something in where it does or? touch on quite
4: a bit. Well, here's the thing. I'm not Chinese. I'm actually Lao. And uh, oh, Lao okay. cultures are very different. Cause Lao, we're much more humble sure. and sweet, but Chinese are very strict <laughs> and rigid. But anyways, it's the thing is the, the point that this, the movie was trying to get across is that there's different kinds of Asians, <laughs> like Asian Americans. Yeah. a lot of times don't get along with Asians in in China and, and La, or in, you know in, in Asia because we have different cultures and and like see what's interesting enough is the movie did really well here. It did horribly in China. Oh, it bombed because yeah. the, the 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 matriarch character Michelle Yeoh. She is depicted as the villain here. But in over there, she would actually be depicted as a hero. Because in China, wow. tradition is everything. You know, it's not about like, love and romance, passion. They don't... That's all... You know, they think that's an American thing. They think that's stupid. So, they think... So, when they saw her there, that was like... They said that's an insult to them. Because that's... But that's basically our argy, counter-argument to them. So, that's what I think is so interesting. That's the whole dynamic of like, what's surrounding the film.
3: So... Well, I do think Hollywood does have a problem with Asia in general. When someone's cast, you know, an Asian actor, we'll say John Cho again, is cast as a character. they're like, oh, look, it's the Asian. And it never, ever delves any deeper than that. He's just the Asian guy. Oh, he's playing Sulu because he's Asian, you know. That's that. So hopefully, and I think 2018 has been a huge year for breaking down those stereotypes and that includes with uh, crazy rich Asians being so freaking successful critically and at the box office. Yeah, you know, I just the thing is,
4: I, you know, I have to say like is it is it like a phenomenal film? No. But it is it is very pretty, and the guy who directed it, I think he directed like oh uh, movies, John M. Chu. Like Step Up. Yo,
2: John M. Chew used to do fucking Step Up. Dude, Step Up was my shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the movie, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was great. he was really great for this.
4: Yeah, no, he was. It just it felt like the whole time it felt like a musical, like it was gonna break into a song or do, and there was just a lot of just really. Really, just pretty scenes. Like, there's a wedding scene. I think it's just, this is, I think it's just gorgeous. And it's the most extra shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but I wanted to be there so bad.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, even like, the, you like, got, like,
2: like
1: that bachelor party with the bazooka fireworks and everything else too. And
5: <laughs> no,
4: I was just thinking the whole time. I was like, wow, this is Black Panther for like Chinese. <laughs> 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 Even had like a it was like under like in the jungle. It was like you you had to go find it and like it opened up and it was a giant mansion. I was I was surprised they didn't have a force field bubble. <laughs> Secret. They did have guards. I have
2: never felt more broke than watching that damn
3: movie. So you got Killmonger saying, Is this your king? And like, Michelle like, Yo saying, yeah. Is this your love? You know, so
6: yeah, we need something to the- relate to Shaq. We needed something like uh, sane, upper-middle-class uh, uh, Canadians. <laughs> Yo,
5: please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm quite
3: fond of you. Oh, I'm fond of you, too. Well, I don't like it, but let's have the wedding here.
5: Okay. <laughs> the <end>. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
3: Sorry if we told you to any
6: inconvenience, eh? <laughs>
5: We, 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 let's
4: have that but let's have like the black panther soundtrack playing over it just to... <laughs> Yo,
5: <please. laughs>
6: yeah. Ooh, and then we could have one for white people create uh, crazy poor uh caucasians or every other movie ever every indie movie every oscar bait movie <laughs> okay. which i actually have one of
1: those movies one of my top of the year so oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I actually just watched it for the first time this week with my family, and I mean, I know we're oh. we're a bunch of upper middle class white people as well, so we're totally the audience for this film. But um, I I really did like it a lot. I it's interesting because it is a very standard rom com. It's just one that's done with a really good aesthetic and style to it. You know, like and, and I gotta say, like as much as people may like disapprove of like Michelle Yao, at least in terms of like per- perception and stuff, I thought she was really really good in the movie.
3: She was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's a fantastic I always actress. Said, like,
1: no, I, I think she should be a runner-up for, like, if, if someone drops out of being in favor for the Oscars, like, she could be a good, like, supporting actress contender. I mean, she may not get in, but at least she would be eligible. I think she's totally worthy to get
3: in, for, personally.
4: No, I, I, I think she proved that, like, hey, I don't have to do martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> you
5: know?
3: Well, yeah, she she did that with, um at least for American audiences, well, maybe I'm speaking ideally. In Memoirs of a Geisha, she was... Phenomenal in that and you know maybe not enough people saw it but I've always been a huge fan people were a little prickly
1: about uh, having Chinese and Japanese actors intermixing in that film so yeah I think that was a bit of an issue
2: yeah I forgot about that yeah well like I said yeah but no she's good sorry (laughs) so pick up your damn phone no that's that's China
4: calling saying that we're wrong
1: (laughs) stop talking about that movie we'll shut
4: your we'll shut your site down right now
1: (laughs) So pretty much you're saying this is the very best film John M. Chu's ever directed since *Gem and the Holograms*, right?
2: Since *Step Up 3. <laughs> wait,
4: wait, wait. He directed *Gem*. Oh my in, gosh, the, you guys. He directed *Gem and the Holograms*.
3: Unfortunately. Yep. Oh my god, Not really?
5: <laughs> oh god.
3: <laughs> they can't all be winners. <laughs> but if there's a step up
4: marathon, It's like MTV. a deal with the devil. It's like, but the but the curse <laughs> Oops, <sorry>. came first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he also did G.I. Joe too. So, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Totally, really wow. and, oh, he also did Now You See Me Two. So there you go. He's had um he's had an interesting interesting career up to this point.
2: Also, hey, listen, you're talking about the two best music documentaries ever made. Justin Bieber never say never and Justin Bieber's believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. He did uh, do ooh. those. Oh gosh, dang a canadian hold on. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um Yeah, no crazy changes i'm not even a romantic comedy person and it does every single thing i don't like about romantic comedies but it was so just like it still felt so genuine that i was like god damn you know i'll give you that pass for this one yeah. and then it kept doing those passes and i'm like you know i'm fine god damn you won me over <laughs>
3: And you know what? Was so there like a um, second to third act break misunderstanding that can be resolved with a maybe thirty second conversation or?
6: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's so the one that always gets it, me. It, yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If Tyler Perry can make a movie every other year that just employs every <laughs> unemployed black actor in it, then the Asians can have their thing too.
2: Also, um, <laughs> yeah. what's it? I don't remember what the actress's name is, but the, oh, Aquafina. No, not Aquafina, but um.
6: Oh, Astrid, oh, 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 uh, the other
2: yes, yes. That's Astrid it. might be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> like boy. the moment she steps on screen, I was like, who is this? How many movies has she been in and can I marry her?
1: <laughs> oh, that's uh Gemma Chan, so. <laughs>
2: that's it. Yeah. Cause even okay. her whole her whole plot line with like her husband not paying attention to her, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's funny too because I actually saw her because uh, I realized mm-hmm. she was an episode of Sherlock back in the day. I think too, so I was just like, "Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she she has not. I mean, like she's aged gracefully over the years. She has not like lost a step. My so, <laughs> yeah. like, literally, I was just like, do 'Don't move to the rest of me. I just
2: please just focus on her, please.'
1: <laughs> Although Alkafina <laughs> is hilarious.
2: Like, she I thought she was w-
1: hilarious. I I have only seen like little bits of Aquafina in the trailers for like Ocean's Eight and that stuff. I'm like, okay, who's this person and why should I care? But after seeing her in here, I'm like, yeah, she was great. She she stole the scene every time she came on screen. So,
4: yeah, no, I, I agree. I I think that's, you know actually, <laughs> I went to try to go look up her old stuff and it's like, oh wow, so this is like this is her per- this is her personality. Like it's so that's that's
2: her. <laughs> that's- <laughs> That's what gets me, because there's a whole, like, backlash about her, because they're like, oh, she's putting on a black set as if she's doing, like, some Iggy Azalea type shit. But I'm like, having watched a lot of her shit, like, on YouTube or whatever the past couple of years, I'm like, no, that's her. Yeah. Like, that's her personality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, when you think about that, who'd you cast to play her father? Ken Jeong, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to be honest, this is the best he's been in a while. And he's only in it for five minutes, so that's the best he's ever been in five minutes, so... <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's a a comedian that's also like a super doctor. Yeah, like a real good doctor.
1: Oh, my parents didn't believe me at first. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He is a trained doctor. Like, he literally has a degree in medicine. So (laughs) it's just really funny. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, no, we got a lot out of Crazy Rich Asians in that one. but uh, No, that's a, that's a very good movie. So I, I told totally, that's totally awesome.
2: I mean, we had to cover you because your phone kept going off. Sorry, <laughs> I know,
1: I know. My, my, all my parents' equipment is starting to <laughs> like. What are you doing, Justin? What are you doing? Like, and I was it. like,
2: is, I was like, is this your cubicle or something? <laughs> are there other
1: workers beside you? <laughs>
2: I'm recording. Well, it sounded like a goddamn
6: corded phone, like there was like a corded office phone. It, 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 it is a landline. <laughs> like, what
1: the fuck? It's a landline phone. <laughs>
6: where are you?
3: <laughs> Idaho. What is it? A... guys, we
6: have to save Justin from the early 90s <laughs> a
3: landline phone. I'll, I'm going to have to look up what that even hey, is. Hey, in
1: Idaho, there are some places that still don't have great cell phone reception, so there we it's
5: go. It's 2019.
1: Hey, you know what? I, I still talk to people who don't know Idaho is a
5: it? state.
4: So, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> wait. wait yeah, of course it is. That's where we get our potatoes from. <laughs> 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 that's, that's,
1: about every, that's about as much as people know. That's why they will not send cell phone coverage over here because that's all. We're doing. It's the farmers. We got everything's fine over there. <laughs> they have their potatoes. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, moving on from that. Um, you know, there's oh gosh, there's so. I mean, you know, this is the problem with doing these best ofs. There's so many gosh dang freaking movies on my list here, but the one I'll probably give a little bit extra credit to, uh. You know what? I'm going to go talk about this a little bit because I really dug The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I thought that movie was great. Um, so, yeah, people don't know, this is a new Coen Brothers movie. It's an anthology movie with six different mini episodes. And I don't know what it was. I just I watched it. And it's it's weird seeing the reactions to this one because everyone seems to have a different favorite of the six films where it's like, oh, I like this one more. I like this one more. Or you know, there's a common consensus. You people like say that it, it peaked at the first short film. Sorry, go ahead.
6: I was gonna say that I, I'm surprised because everyone I ask says it peeks at at Scruggs at the Buster Scruggs part and then kind of consistently goes downhill.
1: See, because I actually think that the last two ones are the best ones because I feel like the thing about this movie is that it each story has a very different tone. Because Buster Scruggs, they started with that one because it's the big boisterous crazy story, but everything else is much more melancholic and sad and thought provoking, and they it feels like an actual Western anthology, like. Buster Scruggs is the, is the anomaly in the tone, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it's just interesting to see that. But uh, I really think that there's a lot of depth to all this story because each one has a central theme and point to them that each speak about a different experience of the West. And uh, honestly, the last two ones, uh, The Girl Who Got Rattled and um, The Mortal Remains, those ones were just so powerful because the last one's like this big, like, metaphor like like literally the entire short's a metaphor for like the uh, the 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 way that we transfer and and process the experience of death kind of thing and then the fifth one is this like really like kind of like super sweet at first uh western story that turns super super dark at the very end you're we just like oh sh- shoot kind of thing like that
3: yeah like this is for the uh, the wisest guy on the trail doesn't say a single word, but you know what he's saying just because he's kind of like, mm-hmm. "Yep, <laughs> I know." Exactly. He just has that thousand thousand yard stare. Yeah, I actually really liked that one a lot, but the first one was my favorite. As
1: oh well. yeah, no, I think I just enjoyed this whole experience. I thought that it's a really well shot movie. Like it is gorgeous to look at in every single frame. Like, <clears throat> especially um Absolutely. the best looking one I think is the Tom Waits one where he's doing you know he's the old prospector which. Gosh dang I didn't think that you'd have perfect casting for Tom Waits, but him being a crotchety old prospector is probably the best thing he's ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, going down, gonna get this gold. Hello, Mr. Packets. <laughs> yeah, I thought his, uh, yeah, his,
6: uh, audition for the role of Nick Nolte was pretty good. <laughs> pretty, if they had not cast Nick Nolte, yeah, he would have been you the second choice. One I didn't like, though, I did not like the, uh, what was it? The orator one, the, uh, Oh, oh uh, meal ticket. Yeah, that one sucked. See, because like, I actually was, thought that one, like, it's super, super, It was depressing. You could tell what, how it was going to end five minutes into it, and you were just waiting the whole time, See, like, I, okay. mind.
1: That's the, kind of the point, is that it is inevitable. Because I actually, personally, for me, the weakest one was the James Franco one. Because I was just like, there wasn't really a point to that story.
3: It was just kind of... The, well, it was it was all built up to a kind of fun joke. Yeah, I, I laughed. No, that's
1: literally the only part that you wake up for, is like, oh, yeah, there's that one punchline at the very end, just like,
3: First time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. It's been meme. Yeah.
6: I, know, I thought the the line, uh, I don't think that pot man fell... Uh, that guy covering pots k- fought quite fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty like, good. That's choice. not a bad so, final word. Yeah.
1: No, but I I, I really dug this, uh, this movie a lot. I thought it was just really well made. I think all the acting's great. I'm freaking... I'm, I'm going to campaign for this. That song that they sing at the very end of the Buster Scruggs short, um, when he, uh, I'm not going to say what happens, but that very final um, the cowboy ballad they wrote for the movie, that better be nominated for best uh, best original song. That, that song's great. It's not going to win because we already know Lady Gaga's got that locked down. But, man, I... And even um because the guy who's also singing it with um, Tim Blake Nelson's character is a professional singer. Like, they cast him just so he can sing that song at the very end. So I'm just like, wow, it's really, really good.
3: Well, it sounds like a real, not like people singing nowadays about the Old West, but it sounds like a song someone in the Old West would have been singing, you know, oh, oh, yeah. on the trail. So, well, that's yeah, the thing is that song. they actually,
1: in the beginning, they were singing actual, like, traditional cowboy songs. You know, uh, that, like, uh, like yeah. Cool Water, that first one that they sang, it was like, yeah, that's an mm-hmm, actual cowboy mm-hmm. ballad that's voted one of the most, like, you know, iconic songs of the cowboy era. And so they found something that sounded just in, like, just in line with that same style and tone of music. So, yeah, I know. Not the most popular choice, I'm sure, but that one I really, really dug a lot personally. So
6: no, I'm I'm glad the Coen Brothers, who notoriously hate endings, found a way to just make a movie entirely of just second acts of movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> hey, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's, well. I, I love well, how everyone <laughs> laughed and no one was like, "No, that's not true." <laughs> I, I almost I will said say it, at like, least Wait, it, is the girl it? who got rattled mm-hmm. actually did have
1: an ending to that one so
6: yeah that one like like some of them do have endings i'm being exaggeratory but
1: i know well that also could
3: have a third act but
1: (laughs) meal tickets more or less a whole second act to be fair so (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh but i yeah i enjoyed it so all right final round we'll go through this quickly enough but uh shack okay Uh, i can
2: only name one more thing right or are we doing one more round then list
1: yes
0: yes
2: okay gotcha all right, so I'm gonna see what I can pick because I'm gonna pick a movie this time. Ooh. Um, I'll try and pick something. You know, actually, you know what? Fuck it, because I feel like like we've all praised them enough, but I feel like I still should just actually no, no, screw that. I'm gonna I'll, I'll bring those up when we do my list because I'll name something that's not in my top ten. But uh, we had brought it before because we brought up his name a, a bunch. But John Cho in Searching. Searching is maybe the biggest surprise of the year to me. Nice because. By all intents and purposes, this movie should not work. Like we've seen movies that are are like the the whole like, hey, it's entirely on a computer on screen. Like we've seen that with Unfriended done well to mixed reception, but this had such a surprising amount of depth to it. Um, Especially that first, the first five minutes are basically a digital version of Up that I (laughs) basically saw my entire lifetime through because I've been just using the internet for so long i'm like i remember all of this like all these technologies all these are used really well uh it also speaks to the power of fucking john cho as a lead actor and how we need to make him the lead more shit because he is incredible in this like he's one of the most underrated performances of the year he carries his whole thing well like he does a lot of dad type things where like he's operating his daughter's computer when she goes missing and he's like oh what is this thing or um like I don't know how to use this thing properly, and he, he doesn't typical fiddling with new technology, but at the same time, his performance is so driven by how much he really does care for his daughter. He wants to see her safe, and they use the tech. They use the technology really, really well. Like they use it a lot for like. Revealing information that you don't It's not entirely obvious They use it well for comedy Just like really g- great cuts In like time is like where were you this time And then you find out where that that like Suspect actually was And it's such a great fucking gag <laughs> um, The mystery like you feel so Genuinely invested in the mystery Because you're looking at all the clues At the same time that he is And then when you f- make a discovery At the same time it feels so rewarding And they do a really good job of a lot of red herrings because there's a lot of times you're like, oh, like it might be this horrible, horrible thing. It's like, no, you might, it might be logical to think of that, but no, it's actually not. And when it actually comes to the big reveal of where it was, it's like, okay, you know what? This makes sense. And the way it wraps up is so satisfying because you're just like, yes, we did it in this certain way. Like we finally solved the mystery and I was just so engrossed in a way that I never thought I would ever be with a movie of this type, this whole uh, entirely through an internet movie or whatever. But it does its job so astoundingly perfectly, especially for a directorial debut. I don't know, remember the name of the guy who directed this, but for a first feature, this shit is impressive as hell.
1: Nice. No, I, uh, I've i been meaning to catch this. I actually picked up on Blu-ray as well, because I picked up a bunch of movies I didn't get for Christmas. But uh, yeah, this looked really, really good. And it seems like it's probably the only one of these, like, yeah, computer internet-based movies that really knows how to use the format as a cinematic technique, you know. Exactly. Like, I never thought it could be
2: done, especially in a theater setting. It works really well, surprisingly.
1: Oh, and the, the guy's name, he's the writer and the director. It's uh, Anish Changanti, I think that's how you pronounce it
2: yeah but yeah he did a great job with this i i couldn't be more impressed with it and i was upset that it kind of just barely got kicked off my top 10 like it's still it's like number 12
1: yeah no i had a few movies like that too i'm just like i really should have put this on my top 10 but i think these movies are better kind of thing you know just yeah no that's great Yeah,
2: yeah you got check it out if you haven't seen it it's
1: probably one of the most overlooked
2: gems of the year.
1: Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm so mad I didn't get the chance to see
3: it before the, I made the list, because I really wanted to put it on there, so... not nah, well. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it either. I, I just want to say and add to it. It's such a relief to finally get a movie where the internet exists, and social media exists, and uh, web searching, you know, all the stuff exists, and the movie isn't, and that's why society's bad! You know, like no, so many all- internet movies are condemning of the technology that we have to live with and have to live in these yeah. days. So please stop condemning what the world is turning into. Yeah, please, no, I it, it works like it that.
2: works
1: so so well. That's awesome. No, I c I can't wait. So all right, then uh Nikki.
6: Um I find this odd here that I was looking on the list of things that the gathering guys didn't cover did no one really talked about Barry, did they? They did not, uh, but yes, please talk about Barry, because I love it. Well, they kept show. bringing
3: up that they thought someone else would bring up Barry, so they were sad <laughs> they didn't up bring Barry. up Barry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because
6: <laughs> Barry was fantastic this year, Of as far as new and originals coming out. I mean, some stuff, like, I mentioned Santa Clara, it's season two, was still doing good, but this, like, as far as the new things this year, I think Barry was the top of my TV list. Uh, and it was, it's great, like, uh... You, you, you think you're watching just kind of like this, you know, kind of down to earth comedy uh, with, you know, these quirky characters. And then suddenly, like halfway through, it starts to really get into some dark territory. And you're like, oh, wait, no, this is a this is a really heavy drama that is like really dealing with some dark themes. And uh, it just gets better and better as it goes on. And uh, uh, what's his name? Who, who plays Barry? John Heater? Or Bill Hater? Oh, Bill Hater. Bill Hater. No, no, not in the play. guy. John Heater. No, Bill Hater. He is great in this. I can't believe how good he is in this. Uh, he this, is shockingly good. Like, really, really good in this. His, his way of playing this assassin that's kind of like, I don't know, like there's a sense of innocence about him, Like like this guileless thing. To where when he does some really messed up stuff later, it's kind of it almost feels out of character until you remember like oh no he isn't he's an assassin he's a a bad guy like he he's his moral compass isn't quite right um I forget what episode it is, but like when he has to deal with his old army buddies uh, or one of his oh, old army buddies. Yeah. Like that's where the show goes. Like, oh wow, this did this did not go where I thought it was gonna go. Up until you get to a season finale, which I, in my opinion is the best season finale that I watched all this year. Especially the last final scene, which was like, oh man, uh, yeah. Like it, it lets you sit there and goes like, wow, okay. Like it, it, it really uh, doesn't pull any stops uh, when it comes to you know the the how deep its characters are going to dig themselves into these bad situations and what they'll do to get themselves out it, it's like a funnier kind of breaking bad to me that i really uh, I, i'm really can't say uh, enough good stuff about oh, oh yeah absolutely also um anthony Kurrigan uh as uh, as noho hank uh who you guys might oh. remember from uh gotham yeah, absolutely as zaz like, he is fantastic. I hope that guy gets more work.
3: Absolutely. I'm so happy to have watched Barry, for okay. several reasons, the ones you've mentioned, but specifically for me, because of the introduction of Anthony Kerrigan into my life, because that guy is hilarious. Oh, he's, he's
6: so I, good. Oh, Barry, you know, we're friends, right? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you come over here, you kill people, no big deal. <laughs> You see the song? It's all effed up now. Sorry.
3: <laughs> well, I like that it, it portrays the world of uh, assassins as um, unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, it's unpleasant. Like when um one of my favorite scenes and one of my non-favorite scenes, because it's so hard to watch, but it tells so much about Barry's character. It's uh, early on, but they're like, you're going to do what we say, Barry, or we're going to torture your friend. And his response to it is like, can I, can I think about it? And then they start brutally torturing this guy, like, ho- like turn away torture, and he's sitting there like, oh, I don't know, you guys. I don't, I don't really know if I want to do this, though. Or
1: Stephen Rue. And,
3: <laughs> yeah, so desensitized to violence, and you don't really see that much. Usually in a, some assassin flicks, they're, like, sad or, like, broken. And There's definitely things broken inside of Barry, but, is, but it is not <laughs> –
6: yeah normally they want to they want a Jason Bourne and like I don't want to do this anymore cuz it's wrong. Barry doesn't want to do this anymore cuz he wants to start an <laughs> acting career. Not because of any moral yeah. laundry. Like he wants he wants, just, he just wants a it's better so purpose. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so Oh yeah.
3: Great pick. I'm going to watch pick. it
2: eventually. I I I've been mis- listen, I've been slacking on TV in general, but that's like at the top of my list I was like I need to get to this.
1: No, I'm so happy I introduced this to you, Nick, because I, I remember I, I saw the first four episodes early because my professor got a uh, screener copy, and we couldn't get enough of it because we were just watching it. And then I uh, finally got my fiancé to power through it with me, and it was just – we couldn't – again, we just couldn't stop. Like, just one episode, just like, okay, one more. Okay, one more. Okay, one more. Oh, it's over. It's only eight episodes. Shoot. <laughs> but uh, – yeah, I mean, and freaking Henry Winkler too as the acting coach. Oh, he he's steals so that fucking show.
6: Like it's whenever he's on the screen, it's like it's it's my show now. It's it Barry, you can go off to the side. It's I'm it's my show for five minutes.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, no, they they both won Emmys this year for the roles, and they both deserved it. They were both great, well ones. deserved. Also, yeah. Darcy
6: Carden is a small role in there if you if you don't have enough of her as Janet from the Good Place.
1: Oh right, yeah, she's the uh, the friend of the main girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And it also led to one of my favorite, like, I don't know why this scene stuck with me so long. It was just so powerful. Uh, when they're doing the actual performance of Macbeth later on, and Barry has his big moment, and you're yeah. just like, wow. That was, like, it was more dramatic than most dramas that I see this year,
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah.
6: That was great, Barry. Whatever you had to do to do to get that emotion, <laughs> you just got to do that oh, no. every night. <laughs> Please don't. <Yeah. laughs>
3: well it really puts an emphasis on how important a scene partner is and that's there's so many in jokes about acting and acting coaches and it's oh, so, yeah, they make it's actors look like the pettiest
1: people in the world in this movie <laughs> so
3: <laughs> which they yeah. which they kind of are well not all of them some of them are you know but yeah the the lead um the lead is definitely a character I've never seen in the show before, where she actually has a nervous breakdown.
1: Oh, uh, because Olbert. her
3: friend, who she yeah, she, her friend who she thinks sucks, is getting the lead in this show, and she can't. She literally can't handle it, and it's so funny but so sad to watch because it is petty. It's very weird. Yeah, no, I. This show is great.
1: Everyone should go watch it. Absolutely, Uh Bradley. I think I know which one you're going to talk about next.
3: Oh, it, no, no, I promised myself I wouldn't do it since it's on my big list. Okay. Um, so I'll talk about something incredibly niche again, something uh, pretty much unheard of, unless you're really into anime. Um, every, anime this year, 2018, spoiled everybody because new streaming services are coming out, tons of licenses have been picked up, Netflix, uh, Crunchyroll, Verve, uh, Funimation, just it's too much to watch. Usually it's like, oh, I hope I can pick up some. But now it's just too much to watch and you miss out a lot. But I'm going to talk about an anime called, on Netflix, Agretzko, which essentially is Adulting is Hard, the anime. <laughs> and it wouldn't be an anime if it didn't feature cute little animals, and it does. Agretzko, uh, the titular character, is a red panda who works in a cubicle, um, does some kind of word processing job absolutely hates her job. And she lets the aggression out of that by uh, going to a karaoke bar and death meddling. And it's so, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny to see this cute little red panda, like be like, Rah, darkness consumes my soul. And, um, the dub and the sub are both absolutely fantastic. Now, what really brought this over for me, because there's a ton of cute little anime, uh, animals that do things uh, probably like 10 or 15 of them a year to be honest with you but this one has so many fun themes like Gretzko at work sees this crane and her friend an ape um, and they're like the boss bitches of of the company and they call themselves that and you see him at first, and they're walking, and their walk is impeccable and amazing. And goes like, oh, I wish I was more like them. And then they turn the corner, and the ape holds her back like, oh, damn, my boss bitch walk is really hurting my back. And, <laughs> and Washimi, the crane, will be like, calm down. We can't show any weakness at work. I'll give you the number to my chiropractor. And that's what the the whole anime is about. It's surface level characters that it dives deeper into them and goes over some incredible, actually helpful (laughs) advice for adults. Like, uh, one of the biggest things was, Aggretsuko says, I'm going to get married, fall in love, and then have the perfect life. And, you know, how people dream of that. And that's fine. That's a good dream to have. But Washimi, you know, tells her, you know, Agretzko, there's more to being a housewife than just being married. And that comes with a whole new you know table of problems and any life that you're going to choose comes with a table of problems that you have to deal with so don't dream of escaping problems cuz they'll always find you and i'm watching this cute little red panda listening to this crane thinking <laughs> oh my gosh that is really good advice <laughs> so yeah i absolutely loved it it's only i think 10 maybe 12 episodes in a christmas special um, it's a lot like The Office. Uh, again, adulting is hard. The anime, check it out.
1: <laughs> so, what's the actual title, though?
3: Agretsko. It's A G G R E T S U K O, and it's got like this angry as hell looking red panda screaming into a microphone on the <laughs> on the advert. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: nice. No, I, you know, it's funny. I, I I barely heard of that one. I think I saw. I think I saw like Watch Mojo cover that in one of their like top ten of the year kind of thing. But Oh, cool.
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe not as niche as I thought. That's well, great. I think,
1: you know, like, anime is pretty niche in general, unless you're in the culture of anime. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. but <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah, but it's nice to see, because I think, I would say, anime is really good at showing stuff that we don't see in American cartoons, like, especially stuff about real-world topics. Like, we we sometimes tackle them, but we don't tackle them in that way that anime does, with, like, small, intricate details. Like, even, um, I mean, I didn't add it on the list here, is because, I mean, it's like, what remember like 16 17 18 on my list but it's like uh mirai the movie that we watched earlier
2: yeah absolutely you know that one the just de- the, oh sorry I, so i was gonna say i think the difference is that because anime in japan anime is prime time slots yeah like it's it's not just like a thing that's like for a niche audience like it's mainstream as fuck and so i think because it is like because it is so mainstream over there that they they have the freedom to just address like regular adult topics because it's just another format. It's like, as if we have, like... It, for us, it's like The Simpsons. It's like, just yeah. regular adult animation.
1: Yeah, no, and that's, uh, that's the thing about it. It's just, yeah, they, they're able to... It's, it's the way that cartoons are accepted there as not just being for kids, which I think is nice, you know? It's like, yeah, they have kid cartoons, but then you can have kids and adults watching the same stuff and get different things from it, you know? It's just... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, because I've seen some really good, like slice-of-life anime where there's no bad guys, there's no magical powers, there's no supernatural stuff. It's just watching people do normal stuff. Like, I saw a freaking anime about ballroom dancing, and that was actually really, really good. So,
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's a good pick, Brad. So, awesome. All right, London, you've been quiet there. What's your final pick for this round of uh, top, uh, best of 2018?
4: Okay, well, um, before, yeah, get to my this one got bumped off my top list so i'm gonna stay in china and uh i'm gonna talk about a documentary that i saw at fantasia fest which is the people's republic of desire Ooh. now i don't know if this is still going on but in china apparently there's this big uh social media platform called yy and through there people have become huge celebrities and have made a lot of money doing it and It's basically just like Twitch streaming where people just go on there and like, hey, I'm just going to talk to you and do all this and yada, yada. But as the documentary gets kind of goes on, it gets deeper into just how rigid the social hierarchy in China is. Because the it's like the YY people, their fan base are normally people of lower classes who don't have as much money because they and so they get like all the views, but they get funded by wealthier people who can't have the fame, but they have the money to back the YY people. So it's like this weird, like... It's just so strange. Like, the way they discussed it, I'm like... I was, like, getting into it. I'm like, wow, this is very... (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Because here we think of, like, PewDiePie, you know? And, like, oh, whatever. You know? But there it's like... They have, like, this big, like... There's, like, this huge market, and it's, like, this big... (laughs) Like, they had this intricate social system about it, and, like, everyone's explaining why they, you know they like this person or or what why you know and the thing is because in the, in the documentary we follow two um uh two famous uh YY, uh participants and it's really it's kind of like we see the rise and you know and like how they you know the, the amount of money they have but it's really sad because like we kind of it you know it's, it's like the opposite of searching from what i've heard that <laughs> it it is kind of saying that with social media there's a big disconnect with people because they're oh essentially boy. selling a lie, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really depressing by the end. But <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's that's why I thought it was interesting. So, like I, said, I thought it was interesting, but just didn't. It just wasn't enough to make my um, top list. So. No, that's I just, fair yeah, it's kind fair of, enough. It's just something that it's just it's something I thought about because you know it, the whole concept of like this illusion of you know because people they like these YY participants because they feel like. They connect with them when they don't have a a community to connect with. And I just think that's like, oh, that's thought-provoking
1: and sad. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I actually did a survey about that um, for one of my classes this semester, my PhD. And I interviewed people about why they watch stuff like social media or Let's Play, something like that. And mm-hmm. connectivity was actually not very big an answer here in America, at least. So I was just mm-hmm. like, I guess just in different cultures, they find different reasons to connect to people, like those big personalities, like you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's no. Was, that's really cool.
4: Yeah. No, and like a big portion of it is like they, they give, like people will donate money to them and that's like, it was like their big, that's like a big competition or something. And it's like, they say like them giving money is like them connecting with them in some way. And I was like, wow. It's just, it's just it's, I guess, it's, I think it's just a fascinating documentary, and um, also, it's really filmed in an interesting way, because, like, they have things where, when the YY people, they're, they're doing a stream, it's like you're in the audience, it's like a bunch of digital people, so you see the little comments, you see the little donation marks, so it's like, it's like they're on a stage, and we're just viewing them, I'm just like, oh, that's that's fun, I, I, I like the, like I said, interesting editing, interesting, you know, like, subject matter, and and they really like delve deep into like the people. Like we see their we see their lives, and we see how you know the. We also see how other people develop around them too. So I, I think I I think it's very interesting.
1: Nice. That's cool. I wish I had more to say. I just haven't heard about this movie much at all. So.
2: Yeah, no. This, honestly, he makes it sound like that one Black Mirror episode with the one where like they tie. Uh, what's it called? Nosedive. dive, where they like tie social worth to how good they're, like they're rating on social media and shit. Yeah, like
1: your credit score, your job attu- opportunities. Exactly. Yeah.
2: That's what this sounds like, except for real, and that's kind of fucked up. Oh yeah, no,
1: when I saw Nosedive, I was <laughs> terrified, and then I saw the story about this real thing happening, where it's like oh yeah, they're implementing a system like that
6: in China, I'm just like oh no. Oh no. Oh, you mean that community <laughs> episode with Meow Meow Beans.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I
6: gotcha, I gotcha. you. <laughs>
1: Thank you for putting it to to ways that we can understand, Nick. (laughs) Awesome. No, that's great. Uh, You know, it's funny. I I try to make it a thing on Screener Squad where I don't really pick documentaries very often because I'm like, yeah, documentaries are good, but it's hard to really get people interested in listening to a review about a documentary. But it's hard to hear stuff about those kind of movies every now and then, you know? Because sometimes they really really work,
4: you know? No, no, yeah. And, And like I said, it made me god at the end i felt so like depressed because it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's like the whole idea of like your sense of community is it, it's basically a, a way to sell this they're basically selling to people a sense of connection yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it feels kind of uncomfortable it's like oh that's so dark <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, then um, I guess I'll just go for my last especially uh, pick. Like It's funny because I actually have been avoiding things that are on my top ten because I'm like, yeah, it's just, there's, literally there's too many movies here that I would love to talk about but I just don't have the time for. But I guess if I'm going for my last one before my top ten pick, um, you know, I'm just going to say this anyways. It might be on someone's top ten. Probably not. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. I really, really dug that movie. So, yeah, that was
2: on
4: yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: okay.
4: Yeah, it's, it's not my top <laughs> 10. I was gonna <laughs> Listen,
2: yeah, That, listen, too, that too. was one of the ones I was gonna bring up until I decided on You know what? You know what? Like, listen, screw we're it. Talking I'm not
0: gonna about, talk about, I'm talking about somebody else. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, already, ahead, you, already okay. you already said it. You already said it. We're gonna talk about it. Listen, here's the thing about Avengers.
2: There's so many ways it could have fucked up. So many different ways. Like I'm talking maybe like hundreds. Mm-hmm. And it didn't fuck up in any of them. Yeah, like, that is a shock to me. I
6: just recently, rewatched it on Netflix, going out and hunting, like, for stuff that, like, nope, there's a reason they did this, there's a reason they go here, there's a reason that the battle takes place in this place, and, like, everything is set up. It made it, when I went to go watch Aquaman, I'm like, why is this simple plot confusing me so much? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's really just going to get a magical thing to defeat the bad guy. (laughs) <laughs> and yet I, fo- I followed Infinity War way better. Like, I was like, I'm not confused at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny because, like, well, so, yeah. I do feel like the only thing that was, like, a hindrance to Infinity War is that it was it was spinning so many plates at times that sometimes you forgot where to put your emotions to. Or I'm like, should I be more invested in this plot line or this plot line or this plot line? No, it's kind of all the same kind of thing. But at the same time, it's saying it's all done so well where, where like, yeah, for three hours, they have this huge labyrinthian plot and you can follow every step, you know, um, unless you haven't caught up with uh, the, uh, the MCU. Because in which case, you know, sorry, <laughs> this movie's not for you. Yeah, they've
6: stopped tailoring,
3: tailoring oh, to you it still works. <laughs> it, it still works. It's got great visuals. It's got great comedy. It's got great action. I, I don't think you need to know too much about the MCU to really enjoy the movie. I also um, love I that, that if in,
6: uh, Disney seems to not care about violent deaths as long as it's the bad guy. Right. If you only
1: sow just enough blood, like just a little <laughs> bit, you know, that's fine. <laughs>
6: No, Black Widow got actually, smeared what, with whatever her name was at the very end. Oh, yeah. Oh, that blue blood. <laughs> Ooh, oh, no, some dude. of her is in he's... my mouth. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, I was actually
2: talking to a friend of mine over at New Year's, and I was talking to his dad, and he was like, he had just seen Infinity War. But the thing is, he had not seen, uh, I don't think he'd seen a lot of the MCU, but he was just shocked at the ending, which I also give Marvel, like, massive balls for actually doing it dude we all know obviously they're gonna like come back for the next movies we're like we're not stupid
6: I had the greatest theater experience to
2: end with exactly yeah same Same. to end your movie with half of your heroes dead yeah is such a ballsy move that I'm glad they actually did because it also helps establish the fact that hey Thanos is no fucking joke like we've been setting up this villain for
4: 10 years this is the guy that was I I love the, the Thanos will return (laughs) As that was happening A woman woman behind us on the computer went
6: I hate everything right now (laughs) And then when the credits rolled And they said Thanos will return People started to clap And then that same woman yelled Don't you clap for that
2: that." (laughs) It was awesome That's amazing It was literally Going back to see the movie Like the opening weekend Was like watching it was like watching an episode of Game of Thrones as someone who had never seen who never seen the show, read the books, and you got to the Red Wedding. And you just sitting there with a stupid grin on your face and everyone is <laughs> yeah. just an abject
6: Horror. This is the everything Rus- that's happening. The Russo brothers know like, how to make a moment. They know how to make a moment out of something. You know that scene where uh, Captain America comes out of the shadows and everyone in the theater pumped their fists in the air?s Oh yeah. We all saw yes. that scene yeah. in the trailer. It's because that scene radiates <laughs> such big dick energy from Captain America. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know how he can stand right now. How is he not tripping over his own obviously <laughs> massive dick? got <laughs> like, kind of a
3: wheelbarrow no, I don't know. I, I
4: just, no the fact like I'm watching like Avengers of Infinity War it just made me think of like when I used to watch like the cartoons when I was young and I would think like man it, this could be so much better or when I used to play my little action figures like the stuff in my head is what was on the screen, <laughs> just like just like random <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, then Iron Man teams up with Doctor Strange and they fight this, and then he turns into like multiples of himself. He shoots a bunch of laser lassos, and like this. Oh, that was so <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> me in front
6: of the
1: wizards.
4: And then Thanos throws a freaking moon at them.
5: <laughs> yes. Oh, Thanos well, is, is liberating... <laughs>
2: that is a testament to how good this movie is that Thanos throws part of a fucking moon at somebody and that's not in the top five moments of the goddamn movie. (laughs) so cool.
3: Well, I mean, it has its flaws, though. Benedict Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. acting off of each other made Chris Pratt seem very um, amateur.
5: (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, but to be fair, he also feels like a completely different the dragon from a completely different kind of movie.
1: Well, no,
0: that's the that's, thing true. That that's true. He's still
1: Guardians. Yeah, that's the thing that I love about this movie is <laughs> that they actually found a way to make all these totally different movies fit, you know, more or less organically into the same story, where it's like, yeah, you got the freaking Guardians here and their weird, you know, cartoon comic book that they're in, and then you bring it in with Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Spider-Man. And somehow it didn't implode upon itself. You know, it's like it just it worked yeah. just well enough, you know. Especially um what was it, the one bit with uh, Mantis where it's like you know, they're like, What do you guys do? We kick names, take ass, you know. Just, and <laughs>
2: yeah. you, and you just see <laughs> and yeah. all you see is just Robert Downey Jr.'s face just like
3: God be fucking me, Yep.
2: Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that.
3: Now him. and who would have thought that a team up of Rocket and Thor, nobody would have ever said, Yeah, I wanna see that. But how it plays out is incredible. And that would be like
1: a major plot line in the film.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible the way that uh, Cooper and uh, Hemsworth play off each other. So I very much enjoyed it. Oh, and of course, the mocap actor of Rocket as well, you know. Yeah, well, giving all the credit. Also, yeah it's great. One
2: more thing, though, is that they do a lot of great comedic moments. There's a lot of bad action. But even the dramatic moments work so perfectly well. Like that Thor monologue of just him just like, listen, I've been doing this shit for like over... 10,000 years at this point uh, I have nothing left to lose My entire family's dead I don't know what else the fuck to do I'm like that had some real fucking pathos to it In a way that you wouldn't You wouldn't expect but you're glad it's there
3: Absolutely. Like,
2: anyone else like say like I, I you well used to love joss whedon to death but i'm like you he would not be able to make this moment work without undercutting it with a shitty joke. well because
1: even like his but like, like yeah. seeing colson die in avengers like yeah that was sad at the time but these deaths here or these dramatic moments can blow
6: that out of the water absolutely they
1: have impact yeah absolutely Even
6: thanos and gamora oh tears tears they're not for him. <laughs> See, man, i love yeah. that because you talking mash. oh yeah she's like... <laughs> Okay, I know I was talking some shit earlier, but hold on, hold on. Stop it.
2: Hey, hey, hey Dad, 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 hey. chill, chill, chill. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you
3: well, everything Josh Brolin says is amazing. Like, I love to say, all that for a spot of blood. Like, oh, my gosh. That's that's on the page. I'd be like, oh, that's okay. But the way that it's delivered and how it's set up, like you were saying, just amazing. He's the
6: only one that grows and changes throughout the movie. He's the main character like, of oh, the yeah. movie. Yeah.
1: No, he he owned the scene every time, and I'm just amazed. Like, just not just the visual effects alone, which this movie should win Best Visual Effects of the Oscars hand down. First of all, but second of all, freaking Josh Brolin just commanded the screen every time he was on. You know, just as Thanos, he he really was the Mad Titan in this movie. It was amazing. Every absolutely. scene he had, he had bars. He had
2: uh, a quotable yeah, ass line. every
3: yeah, Absolutely. Scene. I hope they remember. And I can't he- believe the uh, <laughs> just the balls on the Russos to not make his voice ridiculously big and over digital digitized or whatever they were doing in Justice League. No, Josh
6: Brolin's voice already is that at this point. So yeah,
3: so good. Yeah, you look so at good. Marvel.
6: He, you look he, at Infinity War, and in, after you know seeing Aquaman, like I guess hair kind of looks like that underwater, maybe sort of. <laughs> 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 but the thing
2: is, yeah, no, like lying, Even small shit that Thanos is saying, like, listen, I never taught you how to lie. That's why you're so bad at it. I'm like, yo, that is
3: a fucking lie. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, this movie was great. I just, you know, it's, it's I know, but maybe sacrilege to say this was my favorite of the Marvel films because I know everyone you know Black Panther. Which, I really like Black Panther a lot.
5: <laughs> no,
4: um, no uh, we'll get we'll get to it.
5: I know yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> like
1: I, I know, like like this is not in my top ten for a reason because I'm like I think there were better movies than Infinity War. I just say I really, really, really liked Infinity War a lot, and Black Panther is like just a little bit below it personally. Where I'm just like it's not yeah, it's like it's a like neck and neck kind of thing. So you know what. I just wanted to do one quick thought here before we moved on the on the top list. Uh, thinking about movies that were kind of not great, like Aquaman, which freaking I can't get over Black Manta in that movie and his perma glare. I, I heard
5: the it was time. A dude,
6: dude, listen, Common Writer Black the Manta, clean,
2: <laughs> The cleanest hairline I've ever seen any character have in a superhero movie ever. <laughs> listen, I, I love Chadwick Boseman, but his hairline was kind of fucking janky. Same as fucking uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. But, dude, whoever's playing fucking Black Manta had that shit crisp. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: Dean, whatever name is. Or... Dude, I want his barber. <laughs> but... I, for
6: real, thought Rita Repulsa was going to make him grow giant at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been per- – No, that, you know that would have been cool, My though, fiance right? totally
1: said it's like, what, what Power Ranger movie did he come from when she saw his costume? <laughs> but...
5: Yeah. but
1: on that note, just thinking about movies I was not crazy about this year – just very quickly, very briefly, I want you guys to name your least favorite movie that you saw this year.
2: Oh, Assassination Nation. Okay, fuck that movie. Okay, God, <laughs> worst tryhard bullshit of the
1: year.
6: <laughs> Damn. All right,
1: uh, Nick, what's your least favorite?
6: Uh, one that people actually saw, or one of the screener squad ones you made. You, know what, me watch? you can do both. I have two, I have two answers for that too. That that's cheating. <laughs> so that's why I didn't take it. Yeah, because I because otherwise it's definitely no. Jurassic Dead. Um, yep. Or there's the uh, the social commentary hero that no one's talking about this year. Uh, that's Ro- uh, that's uh, uh, social commentary. That's Robin Hood, motherfuckers. Um, I want to see it. I really. do. That movie is so bad. You should go see it. There, the, the Iraq the Iraq war scene in the middle where they're checking fucking uh, uh, doors with longbows and like fucking bulletproof vests. Not only that, I'm like, what? Oh, oh, this can't get what into more like anything? an Iraq war metaphor. And then the movie's like, oh, no, you'd think that, huh? We're going to call it an airstrike. I'm pretty sure you can't do that uh, in this time period. You know what? We're going to do it anyway. Pretty sure you can't. <laughs> nope, we're doing it.
1: <laughs> to be fair, it's unclear what time period they're in because it's, like, it's medieval history, but they're all wearing, like, Gap
6: clothing and, like, really, like, modern stuff. <laughs>
5: so
4: it's. a Whatever time universe. period in, there's
6: like swords seem to be impractical. Every no matter what distance you are, you're using a bow and arrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your weapon of choice. Well then, uh, Bradley, which one? What would
1: you say is your least favorite?
3: Oh, um, mine. Mine will be from the Screener Squad, uh, Krampus Origins. Ooh. It was so bad. I actually got to review that with Chris, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But I told him after.
1: Yeah, well,
3: I told him like, look, man, I don't, I really don't think I can do this anymore. And he was like, no, 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 no. It's, (laughs) it's. Well, he said, hey, come on now, you know, you, you, you thought you saw bad movies your whole life, and then you see something like this, and you know, it changes your perspective. That's all that's happened. You know, you, you can keep it up. Just try to avoid garbage like this. And I'm like, oh man, it was so bad, you guys. But yeah had a ton of fun reviewing it with him but that movie was just the worst. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you made it through it, don't worry. <laughs> but then London, what
4: would you say? Quickly your worst your least favorite? Well, um mine's going to be controversial but uh Christopher Robin.
5: Okay. Ooh, Ooh really? I
4: Damn. hated. this movie with the thorough passion. It damn like cause, that's you know,
6: okay I, no one I, likes me i grew, up,
4: oh, I grew up with winnie the pooh and having you know the first half of the movie just have Christopher robin berate him the whole time i want to jump into the screen and clock Christopher and clock ruby mcgregor i know we <laughs> like, I,
3: <laughs> well i mean when your life when your wife is Haley atwell could you really have that bad of a midlife crisis Also, dude
2: went to war. He's seen some shit. He's like, I can't do that happy old shit no more. (laughs) But you don't need to take it out on the way the poo. Come on. Yeah, poo. Poo, you've never been in the shit. You've never seen the shit I've seen. Yeah. He starts talking like like an old NAM veteran.
4: (laughs) No, and then the part where, like, the part when he almost drowns, I'm like, all right, you know what? Just, just, just leave him in there. <laughs> Aww. Just, just, oh,
3: put him out his misery.
4: Oh <laughs> like, man, F this guy.
3: Well, that's wow. probably not the the tone <laughs> it was going for. So, you know. <laughs> I seriously
4: thought the way the movie was going, I'm like, is he just gonna die here? And then like the girl's gonna take over, and she's gonna take care of Winnie the Pooh and the gang? Because seriously, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> hey, it <they> might happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. uh that's can oh, okay. I, I I was so hyped to see that movie and then I started hearing very much like it's okay. So I was just like, No, that's a yeah, bummer. it's I li- like I thought it was okay. Like it
2: does a lot of terrible things that kids movies fall into, at least kids movies of this time, especially the ending, which is so fucking
4: beyond stupid. No, no that's <laughs> the thing is the movie you don't know who it's made for. Like, it feels like, you know, it's like they took a kid's film and adapted it to 40-year-old men going through existential crises. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it, like what yeah. is this for? <laughs> like, it's like, either make them crazy or just
3: make the make a fun little
4: kid movie. Don't combine the two. It's just weird.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, and for me, it's always like, you have a wife and kids, dude. Handle your shit. You know? <laughs> and maybe yeah. that's just yeah. personal experience, but, yeah. No,
1: fair enough. And then, uh... Me personally, I mean, I know my actual answer. Even though it's a screener squad pick, is the um, freaking ugly sweater party movie that Brad and I had to sit through because. Yeah. What? Okay, so this. Two of them now. uh, If if you have not listened to my review, you got to go back and listen to me. I haven't listened to it yet. No, I'm gonna go. I like. I was like, like seething. Like I was almost mad at Brad because we had to watch this movie. (laughs) Oh no, I was mad at Brad because I'm just like, why did you make? No, yeah,
3: you, you made that abundantly
1: clear. Oh yeah, it was. It's this horrible, dumb movie where you have to like watch these two. Jerkov's going to a Christmas party, but there's a sweater that's possessed with the spirit of a serial killer, and...
4: Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
1: It, it, just from there, it goes on to a bunch of, like, crass... Like, you know what? I barely... I would try to say what's wrong with this movie, except it's just not a movie. It's like a high school project yeah. made by a couple of immature jerk offs who just like to say the F word and talk about poop and sex jokes the entire time and not in a not in a good way. And then they have like a weird, like heavy metal music video that plays for no reason from some random band that they picked off the street,
3: more or less. They, they probably picked them up at the high school they were filming at.
1: I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nah. But the, the actual correct answer, which also is Screener Squad, but it's something that I that is actually on DVD shelf, so You can buy this movie. Is Little Italy. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'm so so glad you see that
2: stupid-ass shit. Oh, my gosh. You
1: know, I I can't even say, like, I'm not even going to say, like, it's the absolute very worst movie ever made because I've seen so many Screener Squad movies worse. But in terms of, like, big-scale movies that you could have actually have seen, wow, it was – poor Hayden Christensen. This
3: poor guy. He is trying so hard, and he just picks the – Is that the one with Emma Roberts as well? Yep. Yes. Okay.
2: Listen, from the sounds of it, it sounds like everything I said earlier about Crazy Rich Asians, about it doing all the romantic comedy tropes, but it being so charming that you can get past it, this feels like it just does
1: all that stuff oh, wrong. Oh, yes. And in fact, it's so wrong, I had to get an actual Italian-American to comment on the movie with one of my friends who reviewed it because I was just like, I, I need that to know. It was a fun review, too. Yeah, no, it was great, but it was just like, wow, this is absolutely one of the most insulting. Like, literally, there is not an Italian stereotype that you couldn't think of that they didn't do with this movie. Like, they literally did every single single one and badly like very very badly like
5: <clears throat>
1: okay no moving on
3: we're done super mario i'm
1: sorry but
2: speaking of italian stereotypes i need to throw a special shout out to my favorite bad movie of the fucking year Gotti, oh. Gotti is so <laughs> bad it's a fucking masterpiece i li- dude, i said i ordered <laughs> earlier before we started i said i, I ordered blind spotting on amazon I also ordered a Blu-ray copy of God. Oh, my God! Because gosh. I need to show this movie to people. From the very first scene, it is already a disaster. From the first scene you see, John Travolta turns to the camera and say, New York City, greatest city in the fucking world. You're like, oh, no. I know what I'm in for. Having... Died- freaking diegetic pit bull music in a movie that's set in like the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. having a scene where it's like the the mob boss saying you need to take take over all five uh fucking boroughs of the new york and having to list them going the bronx uh manhattan Please. staten island and you're like this man lives in new york he knows what the fucking boroughs are <laughs> <laughs> and just It's so incompetent. It's so incompetent (laughs) on so many levels that I'm sitting there fucking dumbfounded and (laughs) I'm amused by all of it that I'm like, this is one of my favorite just complete and utter fucking train wrecks of the decade. I'm talking like Book of Henry level adoration for bullshit.
6: That's crazy. I always love that too, is that it gives you the heads up of the opening narration. That's how you know you're gonna watch a bad movie. Like Robin Hood starts (laughs) with that line of Robin Hood's narrating to himself. You think you know the story, but forget everything you know, and you're like, "Oh crap, I'm in for the long haul." You know what? Little Italy had that too. So now, opening narration is a bad sign for most of these movies. It's it's a it's indicator that they think, "Oh, we made this terribly, and you're not going to understand, so we better explain to you what's happening up front." (laughs)
2: Listen, how do you? Because you're not going to get it from piece of shit we made. Listen, how do you have no on-screen chemistry with your real-life wife? Oh yeah? So there's, there's a
3: bunch of conspiracies Kelly about Preston that. Kelly Preston plays
2: Gotti's wife, and you're just sitting yeah. like, how? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, the same thing happened with Cruz and Kidman, right? And um, Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> no, they had way more chemistry it's, than it's, these two people. They had so. way
2: more. I mean, like, okay. there's a scene early on where they're literally just going, forget. Like, I don't remember what it was. It was like, forget, forget about, about it. times, like, hey,
6: forget about it. Forget it's about fugazi. it. It's like, a what? <laughs> so totally, I'll totally put my penis in a vagina or whatnot. Yeah, oh, what, <laughs> yes, I like that sort also, of thing. Like, no, <laughs> it straight up. Oh my god, the, the on, end, basically straight up turns into
2: propaganda for John Gotti's kid because they're like trying to make it out and see, hey, he's a good guy. He was unfairly arrested by the system. I'm like, no, you're kind of
3: also <laughs> a piece of shit. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Dude,
2: they, they turn this shit to into John Gotti propaganda. Like they wow. cut to like real life news footage of like him in like his funeral and like real life people like man he was he was a good guy he only took out people that were in the life and you see scenes where he's full on murdering in cold blood people who are definitely not in that life, God, this you need to see this to believe this. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Go fucking watch this shit. I, I my can't God. Wait. <laughs>
5: Wow. It's the I best bad Are you thing. You're me the a year?
6: movie funded by MoviePass was an incon- ill conceived idea? Ugh. I find that shocking. <laughs> <laughs> no, even better. It's a no, leg- no, legitimate business model. Come on. MoviePass didn't even learn their lesson. They're to... like, oh,
1: you want? Know we're going we're to fund three more movies with Bruce Willis after this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I, I had to get all that out of my chest.
3: He really like... thought he was going to get Oscars <laughs> for this, too, I heard.
2: Poor. Yeah. I mean, he does his damnedest. He
1: does his best, but no, it's, it's so bad. Okay, well, that's why I wanted to get that out of our chest, because like, we have to talk about at least one. And that's the end of part two. Get ready for our top ten list next.